Hello and welcome to the Xbox Era podcast. This is episode 78. I'm Sicky Mechanico and I'm joined as usual by special Nick. What's going on? And very special guest uh, today, <laughs> the creator, director, guitar wizard from the Artful Escape, Johnny Galvatron. Thank you for joining us, dude. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure that it's um, it's like one in the afternoon where I am <laughs> and not uh, three in the morning where you are. Oh, like straight straight in. I can see how this podcast is going to go. Just, you know, let me just pull that out of my back yeah. and we'll, we'll carry on. Yes, yeah. it is a, um, a fresh 3 a.m. at the time of recording for this podcast. Um, and as I was just explaining, it's only really, I've only really got myself to blame. Um, so if I sound a little bit hoarse <laughs> then uh yeah that's why let's blame it I, on that i think i think me and johnny are muted we're being yes, told were. that this is all you were so yeah. we, mi- we missed we missed johnny's evil jab at my expense <laughs> the, the audio version we won't uh miss johnny's uh, evil jab intro, at my expense. <laughs> just on the youtube version i think everyone can cut me some slack it is 3 a.m. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so, just bonus features for, yeah. for the next time that you listen. For sure. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, bonus feature. <laughs> um, Thanks, Ace, for coming on, by the way, Johnny. I've been trying for ages to get you on. I've been stalking him in the Discord DMs. Come on, well, let's get all, on. Get on. Sliding all up in my DMs. Finally yeah. here. It's great to be here. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you. I know you've had a, well, a rather kind of fun year launching, finally, the mm. Artful Escape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which came out on Game Pass and on Steam, on PC. Yep. I believe the, so. All, <laughs> I believe that is correct. All of the yeah. all of the Windows stores and things like that. So I guess, uh, you know, just for the for the sake of anyone watching that hasn't played it, and I imagine that is a very small number considering our audience is, is Xbox slanted. Um, you know, uh, how did how did this... This is a very broad question. We'll start off broad. Johnny okay. Galvatron, I'm going to make a video game about awesome guitars and going yeah. on that kind of journey how did you where did you start where did that kind of journey into game development begin for you um well i was in a i was in a rock band called the galvatrons and we got a record deal when i was i think 19 and i i'd studied 3d computer animation at uni but i immediately forgot that when i got a record deal and uh i was with part- Warner, wasn't it? with Warner Brothers mm. and then I partied on for like five years and tour mm. and just toured nonstop um hated it uh and you know the band I was in was around for a good time not a long time we weren't we weren't um committing any great leaps to the musical firmament we were just <laughs> we were just out of party so um got over partying um and came home uh, didn't leave the house for five years wrote a novel showed it to no one Oh, wow. And then um, I was like, I should make, I'm going to make a little iPad app um, like Sword and mm. Sorcery because uh, I really love that game. And, and, um, and as usual with the stuff that I work on, it spiraled out of control. And then, <laughs> and, and then I, I ended up uh, making this quite vast kind of demo. Of, I, I guess it was a collection of like dioramas. And um, I sent them to Epic and I was like, uh, I hear you guys are giving out grants. Is this the kind of thing you're looking for? And and there was like no in between email. They just sent me like this thing saying they were going to give me twenty thousand dollars. And I was like, I know, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Love, love wow. Tim Sweeney. And um, and 
yeah, that gave me enough to kind of um, make a demo and start a Kickstarter. But the Kickstarter, we didn't we didn't build an audience or anything, so we just kind of jumped in, dig this mm. weird a- alien sci-fi guitar stuff that we've made, and uh, that got mm. me talking to some publishers. Annapurna was one of them, and um, I did admit it at the time, but I was like, oh man, I hope I really get picked up by Annapurna. They're so cool. They're the coolest yeah. kids at the back of the bus. They're, and, they're um, the uh, Brunswick Street publisher. Oh, they're so Northside. <laughs> um, and Nathan rang me, Nathan Gary from, uh, from Annapurna rang me, he said, are you going to be at PAX? Uh, and I was like, yeah, got a table, no problems. Mm. Got a demo ready to go. Uh, but that was all a lie. And I uh, called in some favors, got one of the last tables. We had three months to make a demo. We were, we, I think we were up two days before the first show day. And they rocked up 10 a.m. crisp first day, <laughs> played the demo, uh, took Amazing. me out for lunch the next day, and then victory. <laughs> victory was a show. That's how I got into the video game industry. Wow, yeah. man. This is an inspiration that's... to any any developer that's ever stayed up and worked all night yes. on the game until the tw- the birds came up. It, it can work. Yeah. Winging it, winging I it completely. The, the thing you leave out of a story that makes yourself sound cool is that I was I was super broke the entire time, and like my dad was paying my rent, and my wife was like paying the bills. And that's the actual thing that, like, makes you successful is the people who support you through everything. Um, Yeah. But I like to tell the cool version first and then (laughs) add add that in later. Well, it's it's a it's a pretty cool version. Um, So there's actually a bit bit I want to unpack. Right. Because I've I've done the whole band thing when I was younger. And uh, I never I never got a record label or anything like that. But I I love playing live and the Artful Escape when I saw it for the first time i was just like okay i'm I'm in um but what really surprised me and we'll talk about it in a bit is is the actual the actual journey that you go on through the game because it's quite you know I'm not, i don't want to i don't want to blow your own trumpet here but it's quite profound in kind of like the actual messaging it it, it gives you as you play through rather mm. than you know it it kind of being about music per se um yeah, but just before yeah. we do that, we've got a, a super chat from one of our one of our very kind friends who hopefully oh he's, mm. he's put a little bit of a there's there's a bit of a friends thing going on with this podcast, Johnny. <laughs> right? Unless you've ever watched it, you 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 may not understand. You may not. You I'm know, sure. I'm sure Johnny likes friends. You like friends, right, Johnny? Oh yeah, I, yeah. You're fitting well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. I love Chandler. Well, yes. <laughs> Good choice, good choice. Well, Faisal, uh, super chat, he says, welcome to the friendliest Xbox podcast out there, Johnny. Wanted to say I absolutely loved experiencing the Artful Escape. Have a wonderful show, lads. And thank you, Faisal. That's for oh, sure. thanks. He's, he's, I, I, need, I need to interrupt for a sec. So there's there's been something I've been wanting to ask Johnny from like ever since I got to the Annapurna preview and we had a chance to ask Johnny questions. I, I didn't ask it then. I haven't been asking him in the DMs on Discord. I've been waiting for this oh, moment. Oh, this is it. This is it. Have, now, ready. I've got a funny feeling no I already know the answer because of where you grew up, John. Yeah. But I need to ask, who do you go for in the AFL? The Cats. I knew the it. Young, Damn it. The, Damn the it. I knew it. Cats. I knew it. Old, old team of, Damn of, it. Of, of, of war-trodden heroes. I knew it would be Geelong. Um, I knew it would be Geelong. Geelong. We love losing a prelim. Yeah, well, I mean, you've lost 
Oh, actually, no. Collingwood and Geelong have a storied history of prelims. Are like, you Collingwood? Yes, I am Collingwood. Yeah. 2011, yeah. man. 2011. 2011, 2010, 2009, 2007. Like, Great times. Hey, I, yeah, look, I, um, my team didn't win a premiership until I was like 26. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were like Collingwood for a while there where you were losing premierships left and right. Like, I remember watching... Four in six years we lost. Yeah, I remember watching 89. I was in Torquay when I was watching 89 against Hawthorne. With all those hippies down there in Torquay. (laughs) Yeah. And then I just... I remember watching... And then I went to the 07 prelim, which is still one of the best games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Daisy Daisy Thomas could have won it. He missed... we lost that game, but it's yeah. still one of the best games of football I've ever seen and ever this, been this to. Pivoted hard into AFL, didn't it? Uh, I've been, but I've been <laughs> dying to ask you who you go for. Like I have Geelong because you grew up there. You, but, you, 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 you would be forced to endure uh, ridicule and torment if yeah. you went to school in Geelong and didn't go for Geelong. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I know a few people that don't go for Geelong that are from there. Not many. I bet but... they don't admit it down at the Barwon Club. No, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of oh. American confusion, I think, right now. What's an yeah, AFL? Who's a Geelong? Nah. <laughs> nah. We're, t- we're talking Stop. about AFL, one of the yeah. probably the second greatest game in the world behind cricket. Uh, and then, uh, no, I love cricket, man. <laughs> Is it because you can mostly just sit and drink and you don't have to move around much? And it, it... You've just perfectly described why okay. cricket. It's yep. so brilliant. Could could David Boone or Ian Botham play internationally in any other sport? No. <laughs> Cricket, what a game. Very true. Very you true. can be seven foot tall. You can yeah. be like, you know, a tiny little batsman like Tendulka. It's oh, look at Warnie. Look at Warnie. Exactly. A hero, an Australian hero. Sorry, yeah. we're still confusing the American chat. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's uh, yeah, there's another super chat here from Sir Monte Carlo. I believe this is one of your compatriots. Great show as always. True or not, chat. Yeah, <laughs> 100%, 100%. Carlos. Carlos is from Sydney. Yeah. So, good. It's good time for the Aussies. It's good. The Aussies yeah. can watch. They can show on board. It's good. I like it's a friendly this. time of day for you guys. It's not first thing in the morning. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's just there. Once like, a year. Melbourne is still in, <laughs> as Johnny would know, Melbourne is still in lockdown. So, it's frustrating. Like, I'm only 20 minutes away from him. Like, I could drive down now and, like, meet up for a coffee with him, but we're in lockdown. We'd be, so we we'd be shot. So there's nothing <laughs> we can do. <laughs> oh, oh, what are oh, you man. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a hell of a, well, I suppose, doing it all through pandemic and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, did that make much of a difference for, for you guys when you're developing the game? Because to just be clear... It's not. It's not just you, right? You've got some. You've got some colleagues and friends as well as the folks at Annapurna. But the actual development studio wins my personal award for best named development studio ever, which is <laughs> Beethoven and Dinosaur, right? Yeah. Where, where did correct. Where did that come from? Where like oh, random words out of a hat? A, I'd, lo- I'd love to just give you some. I should make up a a, a, a completely fictitious story. It wouldn't be the first one, but um. You know, I hate to let you down. I just really like Beethoven and I really like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid answer. I, I, you know, I can uh, allow it. And, okay. and uh, the pandemic, as far as the pandemic went, it um, 
it did slow us down a bit, but you know, the way the way a lot of video game studios are set up is that mm. you can remotely. So um, slowed us down a bit. You know, we had to get some gear, and it's obviously a mental strain being locked down for whatever it is, two hundred and seventy days of the last year or something. Mm-hmm. Not that you've been so, um, Yeah, I know. I just want Tally a chart. Palmer. I just want a <laughs> yeah. Palmer and a pint. Ugh. Um, Uber so y- yeah, I know. Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> um, uh, but it slowed us down. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was horrific. You know, I was like, we're just really lucky to, to still, you know, get a paycheck and mm. work from home. Lucky to be in that position. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Where true. were you doing most of the development pre-pandemic? Uh, on Elizabeth Street in an office. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. God, so we were even working near each other. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I'm in the CBD too. No way. Yeah. So wow. we're just working out of there. There's about eight of us. Okay. And we also have team. a, um, as you put it, six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation yeah. too, don't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Which we discovered sort of, like 10 of you. not by accident, but yeah, there was a bit of confusion. My sister-in-law about a year or two ago was like, oh, I know the developer of um, The Artful Escape. You know, should I put you in touch? I'm like, yeah, I've been wanting to get in touch with, you know, Johnny for ages. And she's like, Johnny? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's who made the awful escape. She's like, oh, that's not the name of this person that I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, so who do you know? She's yeah. Like, oh, his name is Justin. I'm like, oh, then maybe he must be part of the team. Ju- Justin's been there since the start. Yeah. Oh, as, well, there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah, Justin's been there since the very beginning when we were all working yeah. on one desk in my uh in my apartment um yeah. trying to make a demo three of us on one desk wow. was this was this the oh, last minute the... winging it demo that you were trying to make yes in? the winging it demo exactly wow. as it shall now be named um <laughs> but yeah we took that demo like around the world and oh wow you know, did it at e3 and all this got on went took us on crazy adventures that three month demo wow. that's for sure yeah, yeah. that must have been a ride there was such a big um visual change almost like i remember the very 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 first trailer mm. and yes it still had that marionette mm. puppet look to it but the actual uh model of francis and all that changed a lot between it was that quite early flat originally it was very yeah yeah south park stuck it, out yeah and th- that's like I, I think um a symptom of a lot of, of stuff i work on like you know it's like I'm just going to make an iPad app and then suddenly it's like a five-hour adventure game or, or I'm just going to do this flat marionette style and then you pop out one model and it catches the light and you're like, well, we got to do that to everything. And then, mm. you know, and then you get this, you get, you know, a, 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 a DOSH injection from Anna Panda and you're like, well, I'm going to hire like real artists. And then, I, you know, we have Arden Beckwith and yeah. Mikey McCusker, Harry Truman and not the president. He's just a young man from Brisbane. And... Um, <laughs> and Tess Monash did all the art on the game and me a bit. And um, uh, yeah, and it was just like, you know, you realize you look at that stuff at the time and you're like, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. This looks good. And then you hire professionals and you're like, oh. <laughs> I was lying right. to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think we did enough to get the vision across and then we, we you know, tried to make it elite. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love I, I mean, look, I loved how it looked when I first saw it. But then when the bump up came, I was like, oh, wow, this is just uh, yes. 
Uh, I know. Yeah. I was like amazed, just as amazed, like, you know, every day because everyone works on the stuff at the same time, you know, and people mm. are building and building and you can come back two weeks later into an area, you know, and there's a whole bunch of fluff nuggets running around and there's a vast <laughs> kind of lagoon. Like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. And, wow. you know, that, you know, we would do these playthroughs every couple of weeks and it was always just a joy. Yeah, but at so, the start, they're not a joy. They're like, Jesus, we've got a lot of work to do. And then <laughs> towards the end, you're like, yeah, this, it's finally game. coming together. It's great. Yeah, it's it's yeah. funny. There was a bit of a fight. I oh, not a fight. There was a there was a heavy, hearty discussion when 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 the opportunity to preview and then review the game came out because I think there was probably a good. I mean, we're a small team at Xbox Era. There was probably a good five or six people that you know absolutely love indie gaming, absolutely love their their music, and then you know absolutely had bookmarked the artful escape so it came up and there was a bit of a there's a bit of a tussle um you know nick pulled rank was like no nah, it's mine get out of here i'm from australia you get to elbowed everyone out of the way yeah I but it, it was interesting because and nick i'm gonna i'm gonna share because this, this was a private conversation but i don't think i'm gonna share anything too difficult here or, or i think you're what concerned you're gonna say about. i already said to johnny myself anyway there you go but he, he, nick was nick was quite open in that you know oh I really love the game and I love listening to it, but I'm like, oh, do I need to? Do I need to know about music to be able to talk about the game? Mm. And you mm. know, from a from an initial outward sort of perspective, and you think, oh yeah, okay, it's all about music and guitars and da 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 da. But you actually find out through through the course of the game, it's not really about that at all. It's actually no. about the journey of of someone who's not quite sure of their place in the universe, and they're told to be. You're going to be one thing. You're going to be this. This is how it's going to come out for you. And then actually, doesn't doesn't want to be that. He wants to find out who he really is. And you kind of go through this little journey. Um, yeah. Which was really nice. And I think Nick perfectly encapsulated that when he when he actually sat down and went to went to review it. Um, in in. Yeah, I, I really like Nick's video. It's dope. I've watched <laughs> it a right? couple of times. I'll the music helps. The music helps. You know. Yeah. Uh, look, I just said to Johnny myself, I, I DM'd him saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to, if I should review the game. I'm not a musician. I don't know if I can really um, articulate the nuances of how good the music is and what goes into that sort of thing. I'm not sure if I should do it. It's like, it's it, like a question about like reviewing in the, in the modern age. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think traditionally like reviewers were meant to be unbiased and look at things in a kind of, um, in a in a in a distant kind of way and sum mm -hmm. everything up with your knowledge of the medium but i guess it's interesting now isn't it the, the shift in reviews is more like you have an audience and people know what you like and yeah, people yeah. will be drawn to you if you like the same game and then that's kind of why like i don't mind you know sometimes you get 10 sometimes you get four you know well one <laughs> one time we got way more tens than fours i just want to put that did you, yeah, did you really get a four someone gave us a four but like wow you know um uh, out of five. No. It was out of five. <laughs> and, and, um, but I, that stuff doesn't really bother me too much just because, like, it, it obviously was not for that reviewer's target audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like, do, do you, you know, do you need to be, do you need to know music to review a music game? Can you just, you know, can you just fit how it makes you feel? Is that, is that the answer as opposed to trying to deconstruct? I think yeah. if you need to deconstruct, we maybe haven't done a good enough job. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I think, I it's, think... A delicate, it's a delicate balancing act though. Yeah. Because if, if you, if you're a complete music numpty or you don't care for music, but then you're reviewing a game like Artful Escape, maybe you're going to give it 
before because you think, oh, God, like, I don't care about all this music. And, like, I know in my review I said, I said, you know, you've got to come into this ready. Like, don't come in expecting Super Mario Brothers pixel-perfect platforming that's yeah. going to test your reflexes. That's not the yeah. goal. That's the point. Like, yeah. I just felt like I should tell people, hey, just when you're going in, make sure you're going in with that right mindset and do yourself yeah, totally. the favor. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it's, it's an interesting argument about, like, gameplay and what is a game and what isn't. And are you allowed to be somewhere in between? Um, yeah. Some people are, are really preachy on what should be a game and what mm. should be a game. Um, but I think there's a lot of grey area and there's still a lot of area to explore in between mm. the mediums. Um, and also, I think gameplay should reflect narrative, at, at least in the stuff that I like, you know, in the games yeah, yeah. that I want to make. And... Um, you know, Francis doesn't need to die to find <laughs> his stage persona and find his creative self. He doesn't need to kill. Um, and uh, the idea that, you know, Francis can fail and just keep going, I think, is just tied mm. into the game. And, the, and you know, when I played live and I play a wrong note, I just kept going. Happened mm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you um, hit a bum note. You don't stop the gig and turn, you know, sorry, everyone, we'll start from the beginning. I messed up yeah. this riff. Everyone just hold on. Kanye might, but no one else. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a real perfectionist, that's taking it to an extreme. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I did want, I did want that kind of gameplay to, you know, to ref, to reflect what the narrative was and what the themes were. Yeah, mm. and I, I think, uh, you know, you're talking about the the different kind of reception, and I think overall the majority of reception was very positive and understood. You know, yeah. Mm. Guess what? Just just in case you had any other expectations, it's not about complicated, you know, button oh. rhythm mapping and stuff like that. There is a little bit of rhythm gameplay in there, but mm. it's it's actually Summonses. more about, hey, I'm going to lead you on a little story from A to B, and you're going to experience this journey of transformation that the main character is going through, and we're going to wrap it up, and you're going to have a good time. And mm. I think the, the reviews that did slant, you know, that that infamous 4 out of 10, whoever, whoever wrote it, they probably went in expecting more from a from, from a pure gameplay perspective than perhaps that that they ended up getting um and i, mm. I can get that as a as a, sure, as a gamer too. you know like totally can respect that but i i've always won i've always been amused when people review a game for what they want it to be rather than what it is and that's mm. that's always struck me as a little odd like very very strange i want to make sure because it's just disappeared off my screen uh Faisal again with the Faisal. super chat mm. said love johnny even more now with the cricket love um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cricket let's, fan. let's. We need to build a community of of cricket loving game fans. <laughs> there must be someone. A few. Someone pitched me a game the other day, and it was like um, uh, a cricket battle royale called Century. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How I mean, the hell does that I mean, work? I don't know. I think there's a hundred balls or something. Hundred <laughs> 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 run maximum. Oh my god. Oh, I don't man. know. I, look, the funny thing is, my favourite part of the Artful Escape was just holding X and running along. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, I, I could have done I, that. Yeah. for the whole time. For that's the whole time. one of the, the reasons I think that you know, I, I, there's always that question when people have minimal gameplay of like, why choose, why choose game as a medium, right? mm. And I think for the Artful Escape, is it feels like you're playing music. Yeah, mm. um, that that level of interactivity and that feeling of like you have uh, you know lightning in your fingertips, mm. um, and 
you don't get that from listening to music. You only get it from playing music, that feeling of power mm-hmm. and that feeling that you've got, you know, a symphony or the doof wagon from Mad Max behind you, you know? <laughs> um, and that's why I think the Alpha Escape is like, is a great um, fit for that kind of interactive medium of ma- a, mm-hmm. making people feel like they're part of some composition or that they're, they're playing music and that, that feedback between the player and the game. That's what playing music feels like to me, at least mentally. Um, and um, yeah, that's my point. I think that was my point. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and I mean, also like the interactive sections where you get to like choose the player's cost, choose your mm-hmm. and their backstory and their, um, their home planet and stuff like that. Um, is just another reason why I think the Artfulscape works really well in an interactive medium. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's funny when the timing for it couldn't have been better, right? So, a lot of people that watch the podcast know about this, but um, I'd, I'd had a you know a piddly little sixty-inch LG from like six years ago, and literally, I think the week the week of the Artfulscape's release, I was already jealous that Nick had played through it, and you know, because you guys were quite generous in terms of leeway. You know, I think the codes were, were dropped yeah, out like a good right, week like and a bit weeks. before the actual game yeah, dropped for the public. Right. So I had to sit there like, you know, like a peasant and wait for it to actually be available for me to play. But timing would work in my favour because I just picked up this 86-inch monster. Whoa! I know, it's bonkers <laughs> and I am absolutely in love with it. But I was like, I said to the wife, I was like, the Artforscape's out today. I'm working. You can sit down and experience it with me, right? Because I know she likes her music. I was like, but... I'm just warning you in advance, any plans you had for this evening are out if you're planning on spending them in the lounge because I'm there and I'm going to do this in one sitting. And I did. And my little boy was there for the first part of it. And, you know, we talk about gameplay and, you know, accessibility, et cetera, et cetera. He absolutely fell in love with it because he's heard stories, you know, he's had dad sing to him with his guitar and stuff like that. He's heard some of my music from back in the day. And just... You know, because there's a couple of things. It like it, it hit a lot of memories for me, and and that that was special for me because it brought back those memories of being live and pulling off that perfect moment where it does feel like that symphony mm. is behind you and it lifts everything up and you get to see the crowd yeah. react in this really positive way and you're like, this is the best feeling in the world being on stage. And I haven't I haven't experienced that personally for I don't know twenty plus years. It's been a while, and. Him just watching him play it, and then can I have a go? And it's not like I have to say to him suddenly, "Oh, dude, this is really complex, and you have to learn how to do this." He was just immediately wailing, and I was like, "Every time you forget, I'll be like, Jacob, why aren't you jamming?" And he'd be like, smashing that X button, and, be like, <laughs> and it was it was great. And visually, I was just like, "This, this just uh, it was a screenshot machine." I was just like, "Screenshot, yeah, yeah. screenshot." Yeah, I know. And you mentioned the the picking the planet you were from. I was like, "Oh, there's so many, and they all look incredible." Screenshot, screenshot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's the, the, I, the I really enjoyed the star map. Amazing, yeah. Absolutely love playing it through. Um, and I guess for for fans that are that loved it, you know, it's it's not the longest game in the world. You know, I think I did it in just over four hours something like that and one one fell swoop and it was glorious every minute of every second Mm. of it um the voice acting was incredible i suppose we'll touch on the voice cast a bit in a second but question for me is is you know and spoiler alert if you haven't played it sorry um just pause it for a second but you get to the end (laughs) and you know you actually miss that you miss the show that you were meant you've been worrying about this entire time yeah yeah. you end up 
going up to the after party and playing your kind of music and actually introducing your stage persona that you've built throughout the, the course of the journey of the game. Um, and it's a really cool, cathartic moment, and I loved it. And then obviously the game was over, and I was like, oh, is there mm. a, is there a, you know, that maybe maybe the journey of the second album syndrome where, oh, how do I live up to that first debut for Francis Vendetti? Will, will we see them back in, kind of, you know, in, in another journey, another adventure in the Cosmic Lung? Is that planned? I, I will. I will say that um, people uh, have sent me lots of ideas for the sequel. I, I, that's <laughs> just one one thing that you don't expect when you release a game that people are going to write whole treatments for for their next story, which is like super <laughs> cool. Um, mm. One person wrote me like a full treatment of like wow. what what would happen in the next game and where Lightman would be and stuff, and that's just an absolute delight. I love that. Wow. Um, it's not the next game we're making. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. You know, never, never say never, but um, it's not the next one. We, oh, it's just good to hear there's another one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we, we, yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will say though, and this is another question you may not be able to answer because you said that originally when you wanted to make the game, you were going to do it as an iPad app. Yeah. I still think that game would work really well on phones and iPads. Mm. Is there still a plan to bring it to like mobile not, platforms? Not, not at. At this time. Okay. That, that's all I can say on that. Oh, that I, I assume you yeah, probably yeah, yeah. wouldn't be able to answer, but like playing through it and then like the other day I was playing it on xCloud on my phone. Oh, yeah. Like, I played it on xCloud. How is it? Yeah. So I was playing it on xCloud and I'm like, yeah, this would still really work like on phones and tablets. Like, the, the, Yeah. The thing is with the Artful Escape, it's deceptively chunky. Like, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, like memory use wise and graphics card wise, it's just like so much post processing on the image and so much varied lighting and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, the screen um, space reflections are unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, all stuff like that. So um, it's not as easy as you would think to put it on someone's phone. And the the um, the kind of um, I, I don't. I, I'm going to say hoops to jump through, but I don't mean it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, just yeah. The, the different things that you have to do to get on Apple and what what um, um, you know versions of iPhones you have to work yeah. on and stuff like that. It's Those quite tricky for, for a little team. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. So you you mentioned how Anna, Anna Perna were totally north side. I believe I'm using some Australian phrasing. Yeah. 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 Um, just Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Annapurna are a fantastic, you know, and I, I actually, uh, you know, I played through another one of their, their sort of published releases, which was uh, Luis Antonio's uh, 12 Minutes earlier this year. I'm not sure if you played it. It's a point and click adventure game. Again, very, very um, art driven, very narrative driven. Some interesting narrative choices, but that's a whole debate for another day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty. It went for it. I don't know if he completely stuck the landing, but he did go for it. Um, but, you know, we were, we were chatting to him about the experience of working with Annapurna because obviously, you know, Annapurna aren't just a video game publisher. They do film, they do radio, they do mm. theatre. So uh, I don't know how much of, of the script you penned yourself in terms of the writing, for, but was it a kind of cool moment to suddenly have, you know, Lena Headey? Um, is it Carl, mm. Carl Weathers as well? Carl um, Weathers, all yeah. of these kind of am- amazing actors. Mark, Mark Strong. Strong. Like when yeah. I heard that it was the alien presenter was Mark Strong, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. I was just like, that is Mark Strong, you know, like he's yeah. on a little bit we, of we, a... we don't throw it out too much in, no. in the um in the game. It's not it's not as obvious when Lena Heady's playing a, a floating asymmetrical space. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, look, it, as far as like how much did I write? I wrote all of it except for all the babies that Carl Weathers says. Wow. He wrote that <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that a lot. And he wrote, he, it like, I was just telling Carl about like some of my influences of the character and he changed some lines and helped me get it right. Mm. Helped me get the like lexicon right. Um, which is wonderful. And I thank Carl so much for that. He was great. Um, but yeah, I, as far as the writing goes, yeah, I got to write, I wrote all, all of it. The, the thing with Adam Perner is they never, they at least with us, they never tried to get us to change anything. Amazing. They would like, they would help you um, if they thought you could improve somewhere. You know, they're mm. like, this you, This needs to stick more. It needs something here. It needs maybe, a, you know, a more sentimental line or this needs a little more impact here. And then they let you go and solve that problem, you know. And then the mm. thing is, like, Annapurna has, like, this library of people you can kind of check out, you know. Like, like you know, there's people who worked at Sony Santa Monica. There's, like, um, Vela who, who worked on Sword and Sorcery, like, the game I wanted to try and make the iPad of. Like, he works there. Um mm. And then, you know, Deb Mars, who does, we do most of our work through, you know, is super experienced game publisher. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's like just, I think that's the best thing about Annapurna, apart from the money, is that there's like <laughs> all, all of these people that with this like amazing advice and experience, they can help a team like us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good answer to the question. Um, so, <laughs> I, the last thing I wanted to touch on, because obviously there's there's a little bit of Xbox news, but you know we we wanted to make this episode about you know taking taking a look back through the cosmic extraordinary, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> was um, you guys recently had a pretty good week? Because uh, I think you won more than oh, we one. won a couple of awards. You won some, yeah, some the awards already. Mm. Actors, yeah, I know. Nope. Not here to f spiders. Are we allowed to swear? On yeah, this you can say swear. We America. don't mind so much. We're not here to fuck spiders. We're, we're Australian. We've been out for a couple of weeks. We got swear. Some awards. Um, yeah, it, it was great. I've never won an award for my. I mean, like I've won a raffle, but I've never won uh, like something I earned. Uh, so it was cool, and I mean, just to like, it's just nice to stand up and be able to thank your art team. Yeah. Or be able to stand up and talk about like how I worked with Josh uh, Abrahams forever making music for free. Now I got to pay him, and now I'll give him the award. Like yeah. uh, just you know, so I know that their kind of awards are kind of poxy or whatever, but they're also a nice time to stand up, recognize thank team. all of the contributions that everybody made across the across the uh, across the board. Um, I also need some awards for my backdrop. Yeah, totally. Want, you need like an award shelf. I need shelf. some BAFTAs, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I want those haunting BAFTA faces looking out at yes. me. Here's the thing. Um, it's been a crazy year from, a, from a, a, a gamer's perspective, you know, and I, I, I think your, your game immediately was in the conversation um, in terms of indie games created by a, a small team, you know, be it one person, two people, eight people, whatever. Um, with a lot of other games that really, really did try and punch above their class, mm. you know, uh, off the top of my head, we had we had the Artful Escape, we had Death's Door, we yeah, had Death's the, the Ascent, um, we had mm. Twelve Ascent's Minutes. Beautiful. All of these games that were trying to do something new, and this is this is personally why I love indie gaming is that it isn't just the same old cookie cutter. Mm. Here are the systems we know, you know, the average human being enjoys. We're just going to put them in this game, mm. this wrapper on them, and you can just play through them. Mm. They all tried to do their own individual thing. They knew what they were. <laughs> they didn't outstay their welcome. They were just yeah. great games. The, 
there's a line that Lightman says um, in, uh, in The Artful Escapes that an artist's job is to give people something they could never have imagined. Yeah. Um, mm. Not give people what they want. And I think that's, that, you know, there's a blurred line between what is indie. Are we technically indie? You know, we have a publisher. So, you know, it's a blurred line of what indie <laughs> is and what AAA is and what AA is. But yeah. I find that the kind of difference is that a AAA game, because they have to mitigate so many risks, mm. a, a, a AAA game can give you everything you want. I mean that in an extremely positive way. Mm-hmm. They will they will look at their audience, and when a AAA game gets it right, they'll give you everything you want. But sometimes or what you think you want. Yeah, what you think you want exactly. But sometimes indie games can come from a completely different angle. They don't have to mitigate that risk as much, and they can give you something that you would never have imagined. Um, mm, and I think yeah. that's what's cool cool about indie gaming. Yep, it's yep. the frontier. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I completely agree with you, and, and it's been a hell me. of a year. The, the oh. Artful Escape did give me stuff I wanted. Like, I wanted something. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, you know, as I get older, I'm finding I have less and less time for these massive open world, third-person crafting, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, I love just having something different, small, yeah. tight. Like, I, I don't know. I, I love that sort of stuff. Like I, I think you'll see more of it. I think you'll just see more and more as, like, obviously, you know, music isn't the same cultural torchbearer as it used to be. I think you'll see more musicians coming in. You'll see smaller projects. Mm. Um, mm. You know, it, it's... Um, music had, had a bit of a rough time. You're in a renaissance of yeah. elite mm. television. And, yeah, and yeah. Ha- you know, an absolute arms race of making quality content. <laughs> and then... Um, and gaming is like where all the fresh ideas are and where there's this yeah, new yeah. medium to explore. So um, I also have this, I have this theory called the theory of fathomability, which is <laughs> like uh, 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 a, a medium becomes culturally insignificant once the populace can define how it's put together and define how it's constructed. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, which is like uh, you know, when people go to an art gallery and they say, I could have done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't have. But they can they can kind of devise how that art form's constructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Nothing music games. music used to be, um, you know, in these in these dimly lit, expensive cocoons where only mm-hmm. Def Leppard was hanging out. You know, and mm-hmm. then, then it moved to the bedroom, and because it moved to the bedroom, you know, it had a huge influence on what popular music was, what culturally significant music was, um, and it becomes minimal and it becomes electro. And you'll see like 95% of music, no matter what style, is minimal and electronic. And people yep. think because they have a friend in their bedroom who makes something similar. Has a copy of Logic Pro or whatever. How, exactly. They can yep. define how it's constructed. Um, and it's not true. You couldn't make a song as good as those people and you couldn't do a Jackson Pollock. It's not true. Yeah. But a lot mm-hmm. of people think that they can define it and i think that maybe is a problem of fathomability whereas like no one thinks they can make game of thrones or god of war you know correct i haven't because they're in they're unfathomable they're so vast yeah Yeah, you can't you Mm. can't wrap your head fully around it i have a regular argument with my wife because she insists on just playing radio one in the uk in in our whenever Mm. we're in the car we're on journey so i get mad because our music tastes are quite different. She does like some of the <clears throat> some of the older classic stuff, but I'm very much a a, a rocker of, of of my era. You know, I was a grunge yeah. kid when I was growing up, and 
Um, I grew up on, you know, from, from my parents' perspective, on Floyd, Genesis, stuff like that. Um, my parents were big music fans. Um, but my, my wife was more, she's more into just, yeah, spoon feed me the, the popular track of the day. And it really mm. winds me up because especially every, it was an argument we'd have every summer. You'd hear the same kind of motifs for every song and they'd all do the same first chorus, first middle eight variation chorus. And, you know, and it would always, and, and it's just like, I was doing exactly that. I was like, from a mu musical point of view, yeah, I can't listen to this. There's always an outlier where I could listen to a popular track and be like, sure. whoever wrote this song did a really good job and I can appreciate the talent behind it. But nine times out of 10, I'm just like, oh. This is just so uninspiring. I feel nothing about I, I this think, music. I think pop pops ninety five percent of that anyway. And yeah. you know mm. the cream rises to the crop. The, the cream rises to the top. Cream yeah. of the crop. Cream of the cream. It, it worked. I'm, it I'm worked. You yeah, heard that. I knew what you were getting. At. I just, I knew what I you just explained at. a really detailed theorem, and now I can't talk. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think ninety five percent of pop music is like that. Uh, but uh, of, of all mediums, you know, it, it's the it's over time. It, 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 you need that separation to define what's what's great and what's going to last. I always think like whenever someone doesn't like my stuff, I just think, you know, not everyone likes Led Zeppelin. You know, imagine like if you made a band that was as good as Led Zeppelin and not oh. everyone liked you. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as a Tool fan, I'm a big Tool fan. Um, they're probably oh, my yes. favorite, favorite band of all time. Um, you know, there's lots of influences, Crimson King and stuff like that within within their music and Genesis indeed, because it's like a prog rock kind of evolution, but from a heavy very prog. But whenever I talk to that guy's him, drum kit, oh, Danny Carey is, is a god. He's got a gong. He's <laughs> got a full gong in it. Have you seen the YouTube video of him playing uh, Numa from their new album? And it's all from Danny no. Carey's perspective. It's insane. It's like 12 minutes long. And you're like, how are you? He's like 50 something at this point. How does he have yeah, the energy? He's a beast. Ridiculous. He's a He's giant. Um, I, I went on tour with Def Leppard one time and I, I got to, I sat under the curtain underneath, like just by the drummer's feet because obviously everyone knows. Well, if you don't know in the, in the chat. He's missing an arm. The drummer arm. from Def Leppard only has one arm. What a drummer. And, yeah, yeah. And, and sorry. And, um, and he like, he plays his, uh, his left hand with his right foot. And so it's just like, he's like, he's running. And yeah. he's doing like mm. drum solos, but uh, uh, definitely a special experience. My little twenty-year-old head out from behind the curtain, mm. so no one can see me. I love their flipping. Amazing. Yeah, so definitely great. You can tell so when when bands are lovely by how their crew treats them. Yeah, and mm. um, and how their crew act. And their crew would like write all these like positive messages on the ramp going up to the stage and stuff. They just love them. Um, Def Leppard, really mm. awesome guys. Yeah. So this being an Man. Xbox podcast, I know what a musical tangent. Yeah, I, I'm loving, I'm loving the musical tangent. It feels like a very, you know, it's, uh, it's Johnny and friends, you know, as we sit and chat about musical inspiration and video game <laughs> design. Um, very, very quickly, last, last question specifically on the Artful Escape. Then we'll, we'll touch a little bit on what we've been playing, news of the week, and I appreciate conscious of your time as well. So we'll do some community questions from our. There's a lot of questions for Johnny too. Our lovely. Cool. Um, but obviously. You know, Annapurna picked up the game. They were doing the publishing. And I would presume that the whole conversation about Xbox, Xbox, God, it's definitely, yeah. it's coming Xbox. up on 4 a.m., folks. Xbox exclusivity <laughs> um, was probably yeah. a publisher-driven decision, right? Or did they discuss that with uh, you? Uh, and I'll what be... was it like working with Microsoft? Um, the only time I've really worked with them, like, is when we went over and did A3. And everyone was lovely and took me out for dinner. 
Um, so, you know, that's my, that's my, you know, said hi to Phil and, uh, you know, that, that was it. That was it. So it's been delightful for me. You, like, like, honestly though, um, Anna P- no, comes to me and is like, we've signed an Xbox deal. And I go, that's great. <laughs> cool. Um, I the don't, money. Don't, I, yeah. I don't have much interest in that sort of like trying to that's business side of things. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I try to have my head in the clouds as much as possible, Wise decision. Um, which is always a good thing of the person who owns the business to say that. But yeah. um, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know it's that's why Annapurna is so great. It's just they get you these opportunities that you would never normally have had, and um, mm. and obviously that that kind of goes into um, the VO as well and how how the VO came about, which I'm just going to segue into. <laughs> I love a good segue on this show. All right. Um, yeah, so um, I, we did a playthrough for Annapurna once and there was a bug in the music and you guys have played the game so you know if the, half the music wasn't playing, it would really lack something. <laughs> so uh, that's what happened and I was playing through and there's like 20 people on the call and I was like super devastated and I just started doing all the voices and like leaning into it like oh. like – like a Shakespearean actor on Star Trek, that kind of vibe. Amazing. And uh, and after the call, I was like expected to get a call being like, that was pretty shitty. But they're like, we think we should do voiceover. And I was like, God damn it. What, a, <laughs> what, what effort have I made for myself here? Wow. And then this is the process. It's just like Annapurna being like, who do you want to play Lightman? And I'm like, oh, like who can I have? Pick a name out of a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, if I could have anyone, I'd have Carl Weathers. And they like, we'll get back to you. Wow. And then, and then a week later, they're like, Carl's in. And then a week, <laughs> week after that, you know, he's in the studio. He's reading all your crazy nonsense. Wow, that's incredible. Um, wow. And yeah, it was like Jason Schwartzman, I got to just hang out with for an hour and just talk about movies and music. And that was like a moment. That was, wow. I'll remember that forever. That was just so wonderful. And then like, and then when he came into the studio, he had all these props, like he had hats and like he came in in a dressing gown and he had an umbrella and like a little synth and we'd like do the line one way. And, and then I'll be like, yeah, all right, well, let's try and emphasize this way this time. And he'd flick his cape back and like hold up the umbrella <laughs> and do the line a different way. It was like amazing. Wow. That does sound awesome. Um, that must it have been, must well have been that you like prop journey. Yeah. It, it's just like super surreal. <laughs> like, because it's like, you know, there's no connection because you're not, you know, I'm on Zoom because I can't go mm. anywhere. And, um, you know, it's really Jason Schwartzman talking to you. You know what I mean? It's like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I'm like a huge fan of his and of, of Wes Anderson and everything that goes along with that. So, yeah, I, it's just like, I don't know if I can, can really connect it with meeting them or, to, or working with them, you know? Yeah. But uh, like hearing Lena Hetty like say your ridiculous lines that you've written is is, a, is pretty joyful. A little bit yeah. of space fluff. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 said. exactly. And I'm just like, was yeah, good. she was great. She, was she great. can make anything sound wonderful. So mm. yeah, I think I saw a comment in the chat that was like, uh, "You totally typecast Lena Headey as the, you know, this galactic, uh, the, the floating asymmetrical <laughs> space head." Totally yeah, typecast. Yeah. When she came in, she did. She's like, "So what do you want?" And then she did like 15 different accents and just one oh, after wow. the other. And I was like, "Number six, please, royal." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, can you channel a bit of Cersei in there? That would be great. There's a bit. Just a yeah. little smidge. Yeah, I didn't say anything. that, but there's a bit. Yeah. She yeah. was like, um, 
I say metal a lot when I'm mm. working. I was like, yeah, that's metal, metal. I like that because you know you, you give feedback and everything. And and then Lena Headey starts like mimicking me, so she starts going like, oh, metal, fucking metal, yes, <laughs> fucking ripper, mate. Which was just just a moment. Superb. I kept, I kept that little piece of recording. I'll never, <laughs> that's I'll never share that. But I do. <laughs> fucking ripper, mate. I do keep it. Yeah. Great. Oh man. Right. Well. Okay. So uh, we, we've done things in a slightly different order because, you know, yeah, we did want to dive straight into the Art of the Scope because it was such a such a, such a special little game um, that I thoroughly enjoyed this year. And it's mm. it's scary. You know, we were talking about getting ready, you know, traditional gaming media. What's what's game of the year? What's the conversation? Normally we do a staff kind of poll where we have the general staffs. We can do honourable call outs. My list is long this year, and it's the big, art, isn't it? Man? The art for on it, but it's like God. Where yep. do I? What What was my favorite? Probably first. It's probably game of the year. Yeah, the, um, yeah there you go. I'd like a vote. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what a year! It's also just because like of COVID's pushed all these triple A's back, and it's let mm. these Giving indies you guys come some up room to the top. To breathe. Yeah, mm. yeah, for totally. Sure. So, did good. you play Deathloop? What did you think? I haven't played Deathloop yet. yet. Um, it, it was something I've toyed with picking up on PC, but you know, I'm sure you're aware of the the weird situation around the publishing of that game, in that it's owned by oh, Microsoft no. and Xbox because they bought Bethesda. But oh, it's yeah, not right. out on Xbox or PC for a year from a year. the release on mm. PS5. So, yes, right. I could buy it. No, we're not but, allowed to talk about that. Sorry. I'm no, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> this is an Xbox podcast. It it's all open. But um, yeah, for me, it's kind of like I could spend 60, 70 quid or I could just wait for it to come to Game Pass in a year's time. And it's a single player adventure. It's not going anywhere. I'm not going to be spoiled mm. particularly. So You're not going to miss the first season. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. there is a bit of that. Um, for, battle I'm, Pass. Presume, yeah. You're not going to miss any exclusive <laughs> content on the Battle Pass. Um, but, you know, speaking... Speaking of broader broader terms, because I'm, I'm going to try and wrap this up. I've got nine minutes, and I kind of want to leave half an hour for community questions, because I think that should be enough, right? Um, so, uh, just quickly on Xbox, do you actually get a chance to play now that the game's out? Have you had a chance to kind of go and play other games from other people this year? Like, do you actually play? get a chance uh, to play much? Or? I played Post Void. I don't know if you've heard of I that. It's an that absolute one. psychedelic. Um, it's like a punch in the face, a violent punch in the face. Post void. <laughs> Highly recommended. I'll check that um, out. And then what have I played recently? I've played, I've been playing some of The Hunt. <laughs> the Hunt. Which it was a real, yeah, Hunt Showdown. Oh, which yeah. is Creepy super interesting. Quite interesting. I really like its creative decisions. Super yeah. weird. And then um, I play Far Cry 6 right now because I've played all of the Far Cry games since uh, um, number two. Wow. Big, big fan, big Far yeah. Cry fan. I think our, our reviewer, he's in the chat, Jesse, he really liked it. He, he said it was probably the best sort of return to form for the series, but a lot of people are out there. They all seem pretty similar. They, they do. all seem pretty similar to me. Mm, um, yeah. mm. they, do you know what? If I, could change, if I could change one thing about Far Cry, it suffers from... Um, I'll just stand over here syndrome, which is like there's a there's a established conflict, and then when you rock up, they get you to do everything. I feel like mm. they, they could just if they just massage that a little bit, I would be a lot happier. It'd be a little bit yeah. more believable. Yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be because it's just so crazy. It doesn't even matter. But yeah. like you know, because when you can light the 
Jaguar on fire and attacks people and stuff. Like, who cares? But <laughs> I just, just, why didn't you fix the radio towers? Yeah. You know? Why? Mm. You, this is why your you war too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. In terms of <clears throat> Xbox news this week, um, have you been playing anything, John? Uh, yeah. I, I. It's funny. We were talking about games and complexity and and. You know how how the experiences are driven. You know, an artful scape being you know pretty short, and from a gameplay perspective, if you want to critique it in that way, is is you know fairly simple, um, I suppose. Mm. Um, and there was another game that we we're discussing that is, I guess is indie, which is Disco Elysium. Um, now it, oh, it comes out. It comes out on Xbox. This is this is this is going to be painful to say. I love detective stories. I love the setting. I love noir. I am much to Nick's point of, I like games that, yeah, I'm going to hold you by the hand. You're a parent mm. now. I'll get this over and done with in a night. Have fun. And I sat down and um, we've got a team reviewing it. I think the review is ready to go. It comes out on Monday. Um, mm. And I've, I've been playing it. And I want to love the game. I love heavy narrative. I love reading all the back history. But I'm also like, as soon as it started introducing complex RPG mechanics, I was like, oh, no. Oh no, I don't mm. have the I don't have the the attention span to to pay attention to all of this complexity now. I it, I, I worry I'm going to bounce off it, so I'm going to tr- I'm just gently trying to massage my way back into it and get a feel Dis- for it. Disco Elysium, if if I had to compare it to a food, is a <laughs> is a rich fruit cake. Wow, it's very rich. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. it's so cool. It's you very know? cool. And I love that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I just loved amazing. everything about you gotta, it. You got to be prepared to eat that whole whole cake. Fruit cake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of fruit cake. Um, yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. I, I, I want. I want to. I want to love it. And I can totally understand right now why it. Why it's so lauded. But mm. and the voice acting mm. really does seem to add something to it as well. Like they. Really I, I haven't played it with the voice acting. I played it the first time that mm. it came out. Yeah, I thought it, it's. Uh, it's a real achievement. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a very, very cool game. That's what. And I've been playing Metroid Dread. Like, I want something simple, but then I've been playing Metroid Dread, which is like hard as balls, old school Metroid game, but it's so, so good. Like, just... People love it, hey? Oh, it's just super tight and smooth and... But it's like, when I say old school, it's old school. Like, Ori is a very modern Metroidvania in the way it guides you through and and the way it's all structured and set up where Metroid Dread is just, nah, man. You better remember that weird path you yeah, walked you past 20 years ago. Zero hand-holding, <clears throat> very, very back and forth. Like, Ori doesn't make you backtrack too much. Mm. It's structured in a much more modern way to not piss people off, where Metroid Dread is like, nah, I don't give a shit. Like, you know what? This is it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you either like whatever, man. Get stuffed. But it's it's so good. I, I'm loving it. It's really really good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I've been playing. Metroid Dread, as well as the obvious usuals that I always play. Yeah, Rocket League, blah blah blah. Rocket League, um, Fortnite. You're all, I yeah. see you on Discord. You're playing Rocket League 23 hours a day. That's all he does <laughs> with his life. That's all I do. To be fair, it's a great game. Like you can't, I can't oh, knock I anyone that so plays much. it. Like I'm, I'm so glad no one pitched it to me. 
Like, if be, well, because you know, if I was the publisher and they're like, "It's a, it's a soccer game with cars," I'd be like, "Get out of my office!" <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. They, it's they, not, they, Rocket League was their second stab at it, right? It used to be called Super Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars. <laughs> yeah, That's way better. Way I better love that name, name. But but the yeah. thing is, it's the same game. Yeah, it's actually the game is actually almost identical. All they did was basically change the name. And it took off. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I can't complain. Right? We changed our name. We were called the Artful Escape of Francis. Of Francis Vendetti. And then and and people were like that might be a bit long. <laughs> Search engines. I was like, fair enough. Fine. It's still like Fine. In my heart. That's how I still call it. <laughs> cool. People are always they were always like the Artful Escape of Vincent Spaghetti. Like, it was just too much for people. <laughs> also Go a ahead. good side name. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, in terms of actual Xbox news, there's not a huge amount to talk about. Um, Xbox released some partnerships with some Sweeties and Adidas, and they mm. they sent some people some really ugly Xbox shoes. I didn't like those shoes at all. No, not a fan. Those shoes they weren't nice. On the plus side, they did announce and reveal a 20th anniversary uh, series controller, which... Oh, the C3 one. Yeah, it's yes. nice. It's nice. Yeah. I got two of them. You got oh, too cool. much more money than sense, Nick. Clearly, I, I, I can't do it. Yes, because one of them's to sit unopened forever, right? Correct. Yeah. One of them is to just stay sealed. The Dude. other one. <laughs> the other one is to use. I want to plug it in and get the theme, and I'll plug yeah, it into my kids' ex- theme and use it because I only have the one controller that I use. So, oh, might as well. I mean, I love translucent. Like, yeah, I miss the dates when. Like I used to love all the translucent 64s and I Game used to Boy. have, yep. And I used to have the original Xbox, the Halo one that was the translucent green, and I managed to get that Forza controller, the translucent yeah, yellow one. That one's nice. That one's nice. It's just such a nice look. I wish more electronics, like at least gaming electronics, would do it. It's such a nice controller. I, so I, I got two of them. Microsoft just seemed to just be like, oh guys, some, there's a special event coming up. What do we do? Was, oh, release another pad. Release another pad. Poor, yep. poor collectors out there, just shelves full of these things just sitting there. I mean, honestly, they should do on. an artful escape one. Can you imagine how nuts that would be if they yeah, did like an artful escape? It's got glitter. Escape. It's got lasers coming out of it. It blinds <laughs> yeah, you. Would, you should. You uh, we should reach out to Xbox Pope. He would probably, if we said very nicely, "Hey, Johnny Galvatron wants to see a, a custom designed artful, artful escape pad." I'll see if I'll see if I can speak to Pope. And there's a guy on Twitter on Instagram. He and he's a designer by trade, um, and yeah. he's done a bunch of partnerships with like Bethesda for Doom stuff and and loads of different things. Oh, uh, cool! Yeah, I think he is also partnered with is it N- NZT NXT the PC case manufacturer? I can't remember the name. NZT. Yeah, something like that. Um, but he does these concepts, and sometimes there's another great little store called Trezen or Treason, I think is how they're meant to be pronounced, mm-hmm. and they do these kind of vinyl wraps. To make a normal white <laughs> yeah. pad look spectacular, um, so he could do something pretty cool with Artful Escape, I reckon. We'll see if, we'll see if we can wrestle it up. Um, but He's yeah, so, have tassels. yeah. It's, well, I don't know if he goes to that strength, but we'll see. Maybe we can glitter. get some lasers in there, glitter, glitter <laughs> dust. Um, but that's probably about it from an Xbox news point of point of view. The only thing that is worth a shout out um, is that you, you were wrong. And Sora came to I Smash Brothers. I feel like such a I feel like such a dickhead. Like I was oh. like, there's no way known the final Smash character is Sora. There's just no way known. And it what was Sora. Think it was gonna be? <laughs> I thought it was gonna be Master Chief. 
from the Halo. I honestly thought it was going to be Master Chief. Yeah, and I thought it was, it was going to be Francis Vendetti. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was going to be. You had. You thought, thought he was going to take. Be. I mean, no one had contacted me about it, but I yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. still a chance. They would just be like, "Yeah, what are they going to do if we use his IPs? No, no, no worries." Um, yeah, so you, you took the L gracefully, but there you go. Yeah. So there you go. I even was I cut the clip. I cut the clip and posted it on on Twitter. Go, there's no way it's going to be Sora. No way it's going to be Sora. But what a, what a great end to a wonderful collaboration of sort of lots of different IPs in one big package. Um, mm. So massive congrats to Nintendo for frankly pulling that off. I've never seen hype yes. like it. Um, mm. Very real. cool. Very cool. Anyway, get Francis in Fortnite. Yeah, Francis Vendetti in Fortnite get with Francis his Vendetti axe guitar. Kind of... Oh, so cool! I'll give uh, I'll give Sweeney a call. Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, there you go. You, you've already got that contact with him, and then you have an emote where he just riffs on the guitar, and then you can have a back bling, which is all um, the light show coming out of his back. Dumb. And oh man, be you know, I, I met um, I met Sweeney once at um, uh, something. Something. It all blends into one. But I met him at something. And I, and I, someone introduced me. Chance Ivy introduced me. He's their like uh, um, community manager, I think. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, Tim is like, uh, you guys started my video game career. Like, you gave me this check when I had no money and now I've got a deal and stuff. And I just want to say thanks. And he went, oh, cool. And then he just left. <laughs> Later on, when he gets outside, who was that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just like, he was just like, um, <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a line where in uh, the Life Aquatic where someone goes up to Steve Zissou and he's like, "Hi, I don't want to bother you. My name's Ned Plimpton." And he goes, "That's okay, man. Just keeps walking." <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, good old Sweeney. Um, bless you. Sweeney. Um, yeah. So um, you've just reminded me of one last question, Artful Escape question. The 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 when you put your name in. And you go, ding, 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 like Bill and it was, was that was that a direct like, yeah, let's just do a Bill and Ted. Let's just yes, put a little guitar lick in there. How, all right, here's the here's the question though. How else do you do it? Exactly. I mean, I, I loved it though, but it was just such a nice little like, oh yeah, okay. Cool. I know, I know. It was like obviously thematically it worked. I was just we were just trying to think of ways, and I was like, oh, they kind of do it in like the first Kill Bill. They use a tone mm, to yeah. keep out um, Beatrix Kiddo's name. Yes. Spoilers. Spoiler Kill Bill. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I was like, "Oh, we'll do a shred. That should work." And and it, I think it worked out okay. It did. It <laughs> yeah. did. There's there's only one game I can think of. Um, Casting my mind back, Black and White. Do you ever play Black and White by the, the Lionhead? I did not. It's a god god game on PC. Really freaked mm. me out when I was a kid because what they did was they took in a bunch of examples of names. And if you just typed in an example of like, so I just typed in John because that's my name. I was like John, and I'm playing and I'm sitting there and I've got headphones on, and then. You're in the world, you're doing things, creating your civilization, and then suddenly the game went, John. Oh, like that. I'm like, super creepy. I'm like, oh, God, did, did I imagine that? And I had to, because this, <laughs> this is like before big forums and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> what it, is going on? And I ended up Googling it. Yeah, they, they did that for a bunch of names. So, like, if you had a common name, they just snuck that in. I was like, you. Yeah, yeah. Swine. But yeah, I don't think they'd be out. You know, I can't expect every game to pronounce Sick and Mechanico in the correct way. Um, so yeah. fair. But fair. us Johns, us Johns, we're, we're we good. Usually, 
Get easily get by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like the catch-all name. Anyway, Nick's so not as like. No, perhaps not. We're we're at the point in the podcast where um we we're going to dive yep. into our community questions. Um, so this yes. is where our community. Uh, and it's usually our patrons and they get exclusive access to to post on our forums and, and ask questions for the podcast every week because they are patrons. So before we dive into them, big shout out to those lovely patrons. We've had a bit of a jump, lots of new faces overall joining mm. the Patreon. Um, mm. But of these particular lot, um, these are our tier twos and threes that, that chuck us loads of cool stuff. Um, so big thank you to Cryat56, Blast the Bass, Notorious, Not Jack, Sewing Shade, The Scarecrow 121, Torn Raptor, VK Andrew, Brit, Keris, Creaky Legs, who does legendary clips and gifts yeah, on Twitter. I've got, like, <laughs> I loved seeing him join the Patreon, so thank you for your support. Crazy Spaz, Duke Chaos, Nottian, Morventhus, Gabquist, Texer, Joe Rapper, Prof JJJ, Red Sun, Shadowgasm, Somnia, and Running Riot. Much love to you guys. So mm. I hand the mic over to Nick. He's going to read through yes. all the community questions. There's lots questions. in there. Um, very conscious of time, so we'll try and keep this to about 24 yep. minutes. Um, go. Uh, well, there is there is a super chat we said we'd read. Oh, thank you. By Joaquin thank Branch. You, yep. yep. Uh, gents, in a hypothetical world in where crystal dynamics can be extracted, then Splinter Cell and Titanfall can be as well. Thoughts? Love the pod. Uh, yeah. I'd be up, up for having those IPs and video games. Oh, if, those IPs if Microsoft back. could find a way to extract Splinter Cell and Titanfall, I'd be all for that. I'd be Titan wary of a Titanfall space. not developed by Respawn, though. Yes, very much so. Just saying. Um, but Splinter Cell? Sure. And Let's... get Crystal Dynamics to do Splinter Cell. Honestly, just I'll let anyone anyone have a stab at Splinter Cell. Yeah, now. I know. Like... Let Johnny make it. Let yeah. Johnny do Splinter Cell. Yeah, I'll make a weird psychedelic one. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's being. you wake up and he's actually being interrogated and it's just the trip he was going through while he was on the, yeah, the yeah. truth-telling series. I would never do that. Uh. Never. <laughs> He'd never get captured. I would captured. never do it was all a drug trip. Are you sure? It is a drug trip. <laughs> oh, God. That's good. Okay. First community question. Frank Ortiz. This, uh, this week's question won't be as spicy as the last one. Forgive me if you've already discussed this already, but I'm dying from curiosity. What exactly happened with Remedy and Microsoft, more specifically between the time Quantum Break finished and when they began production on Control with 505? Was there some breaking point between the publisher and developer? Perhaps even a difference in what the next game should be? Is there serious bad blood between the two? I've done some of my own research, but I keep getting different answers. Some articles say they wanted to go off on their own after the Microsoft Live Action division was closed, which Remedy was a big supporter of. Others say Microsoft wanted them to make Alan Wake 2. However, Microsoft wanted the IP, which was something Remedy refused. I simply cannot find a straight answer. So if you could provide some clarity, that would be wonderful. Thank you, gents. Have a very disappointing day, like ordering a 10-piece McNuggets, uh, only to have your dreams crushed, realising they gave you nine. That is, that is a depressing I mean, moment for any not yeah. fan. <laughs> like, uh, who knows what happened with Remedy? Um, yeah. I don't know if it... I do, certainly don't know the story, but I, I can't. I can't shed any particular light on it. I, you know, I, I, I can only share, you know, what we all see on on Twitter, which is, you know, on face value, it seems very courteous and, and normal. But yes, mm. I suppose if you're a big avid video game fan, you pay attention to a lot of socials of individual developers. You might see a bit of snark coming from some within the mm. Remedy camp towards Microsoft. And yeah, yeah I mean, look, Rem Remedy make. Remedy games, I think they're quite unique in everything that they make. Um, 
and they usually take a long time to make them. They usually take a long time to make them. And I don't think, mm. regardless of the partnership that Microsoft have with them over a long period of time, I don't think any of them particularly set the world on fire. Um, no. So it could have been the case of, you know, what I, I guess my, my gossip queen, if I put the gossip hat on, I, my supposition is that Quantum Break there was was being a game and then they were like yeah we're doing tv and stuff now so can you make all these live episodes and you know we've heard the stories and i quantum you know remedy wanted to do those things but mm. i can't help but feel that there might have been a little bit of please make these things to validate this team's direction and existence from ms um and you know the game the mm. only thing that was really criticized from, from the game's point of view was all of the TV stuff that you were forced to watch when you, what you wanted to do was actually mm. play a game. So I have no idea. Um, but, you know, at the same time, they're partnered for Crossfire X, which I, admittedly is right. Smilegate production. So business is just business. Like, try not to, people can have individual and personal preferences. But, you know, if you think about the types of game Remedy make, arguably PlayStation is a really good fit for them. Like, narrative driven, mm. third person action adventure games i enjoy control you know let, let them just crack on i wouldn't worry too much about it you know people just people just change their minds over things over time mm. that's about all i can really offer on the yeah. remedy situ um very curious to see what know. smilegate uh what crossfire x campaign is like though very curious mm. to see remedy do a first person shooter campaign we'll see okay. we'll see how it comes uh next creaky legs Legs. Hope you boys are doing well. Hopefully you scored the latest of the never-ending limited edition Xbox controllers this week. Yes, I did. I got two. I have bought more controllers in 30 days than I have in the past eight years. Anyways, I was showering listening to the Xbox Zero podcast last week, as one does, That's when a spider weird. the size of a walnut runs across my shower curtain. I, of course, in my most vulnerable state, immediately exit the other side of the shower now, doing the full Monty nude like a helpless otter trying to swim away from the killer whale. When it finally hit me, why didn't I join the official Xbox era patron sooner? The conclusion of the story was that eventually it ran down the curtain onto the tile floor where I stomped it to death with every bit of courage I could muster in my flip-flops. In Australia, we call them thongs. The rest of the shower was quite nice after. Love a good strawberry-scented body wash. All right. I wanted to say the Outfall Escape is definitely a game of the year contender for me. That game oozed good vibes and the customization options later on were really fantastic. Me and the missus spent probably 30 minutes getting our character, whom we named the Whimsical Duck, to look like the coolest cat traveling through the Cosmic Extraordinary. Have a great weekend and rest of the show and happy Thanksgiving weekend to all my Canadian friends, Creaky Legs. Aw. No question. It's a nice little statement. Out of that, though, I'm realizing how uncomfortable I am at the thought of a man listening to my dulcet tones whilst lathering himself naked in a in shower. shower. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. really comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do it again for this episode, Creaky. Enjoy. Have a good wash. Um, yeah. Yep. There you go. Okay. Uh, Dio Game. I think this is Dio Game's question saying, just wanted to start by saying how excellent the game was. I loved it, which I assume he's talking about the Apple Escape. Anyhow, my makeshift question is as follows. Xbox is making strides to bring diverse genres and experiences to Game Pass. Artful Escape alone is a trip unlike any I've ever played. What do you think are the genres fans may be sleeping on in the world of AAA sad dads, games to service, time sinks, and mega RPGs? Cool. Well, I mean, I was going to say this to Johnny before. 
there's a game, I don't know if you've played it, it was made in Melbourne as well, called The Gardens Between. Oh, yeah, I've played it. It's like a, yeah. a, a time puzzle game. Yes, where you can sort of reverse and speed up time and stuff like that. And I was going to say, it's another one of those little, just, it's not long, it's not complicated, yeah. but it's just such a cool little game. It's a gem. Like, uh, it's, a gem. it's got heart. Yeah. That's yeah. what we say about indies, isn't it? It's got, it's got heart. heart. It's charming. Yeah. Mm. Pick, pick, pick uh, a yeah. buzzword. Play Post Void. That's got no heart and it's not charming. It's a punch in the face. Okay. <laughs> I did have a look. Post, Post Void is a uh, hypnotic scramble of early first-person shooter design that values speed above all else. Interesting. Yeah. I'll check yeah, it out. and it looks punk. It's a visual depiction of punk. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, it really does look me, punk. That, that's the genre. Like those cool little, I'm not going to say puzzle games because like the Artful Escape's not a puzzle game, but then mm. um, the Garden Between is. Like mm. it's just those little games that in some cases people might not give a look to otherwise. Have you played Descenders on Game Pass? Yeah, the bike game. Yeah, it's dope. As, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, like a roguelite mountain biking game. Get onto it. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Have you played yeah. um, Lonely Mountains Downhill? Oh, it, that's the. It's kind of like a third person bike yeah. game. I haven't played it. Should I play it? Uh, yes, you should. Um, awesome. I that was my game of the year uh, in twenty. I want to say twenty nineteen. Really? Yeah. Oh, holy it, hell! It I was. It's it one of the rare times I've been playing a game, and I'm like, it's got an instant restart, right? And that's always dangerous because. That the whole point is do this as fast as possible, and it becomes more and more yeah. deviously. And you got all these variations of bikes that some have really good suspension, so you can try for this ridiculous shortcut versus pure speed, and it gets it gets very addictive. And suddenly you're like, awesome. okay, four hours have gone by, and there was a massive leaderboard battle going on between me and a couple of friends where we were like, no, I've just beat you by three seconds, bro. <laughs> you know, so yeah, hundred percent recommend it. it. Is absolutely superb. Um, from an indie bike game perspective. Not that the Descenders isn't great, um, but out of the two, I prefer Lonely Mountains. But yeah. Okay. Um, Genesis right. Noir is Game Pass. Genesis Noir. I've heard of that. I yeah, haven't played Gen- it, but I've heard of it. That's the, that's the uh, jazz-fueled trip through the creation of the Cosmos. Um, I did a review for it because they didn't send out code, but it came out and it was like, I've been waiting for the game. And I, you know, I had an evening, so I just absolutely smashed it great experience especially if you're into yeah. into how music and 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 art can combine to form a a, a, yeah. a story uh yeah it's again very much a not so much to figure out in terms of gameplay but you are pulled through the creation of the cosmos via metaphor um it's really good definitely check it out genesis okay. noir four, right. four or five Let's hours yeah okay uh todd raptor hi sick nick and mr galvatron and then we've got a little gif of um Galvatron from Transformers. Uh, (laughs) When will we see Halo campaign? At the time I am writing this, the game releases in exactly two months. It will miss the Game Awards for a pre-release trailer, so will they drop a trailer on YouTube? Or maybe do a Halo Direct next month? Other option is it shows up at the 20-year thing Microsoft may or may not do. What do you guys think? November. Not sure. No, I'm I'm pretty sure November you'll see it. And yeah, I think... 20 years anniversary, 15th, around that point, is a sensible time to show it off. Um, yeah. I've heard, I've heard some things, um, which I'm not going to repeat on the podcast for, for the risk of having my wrists slapped and my legs cut off. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think November is a very solid bet. And it's a bit of a, well, yeah, 
It's not going to be the day before the game comes out. So, yeah, November. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's my take. Okay. <laughs> See, uh, I said for how long I'm going to skip the vape, but I'm finally going to get a hold of a pipe. I'm so I'm proud of you right now. You've got a prop. Yeah, got you, you're channeling yeah, your yeah. inner Carl Weathers right now. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting a proper pipe for ages because the vape looks stupid. I'm going to so, get the rock on as well here. So here we I go. jumped on yeah. eBay and I finally got the pipe out for Keris's question. Okay. Okay. Keris, here we go. Hello, occupants of Interplanetary Craft and especially hello, Johnny. I love Artful Escape and had to pause my playthrough to play again from the beginning with my daughter who is totally enamoured by it. She has recently started violin lessons. And though it was her idea and she wants to play, she needs a little firm guidance in doing her homework. I bought an acoustic bass to learn with her, reading music and rhythm. We are preparing a duet of Saint Saiyan. Is it Saint Saiyan? Dance Macabre. I don't even know if I pronounced any of that properly. (laughs) Which we hope will prod buttock. I wish we had kept our rock band stuff, but it has long gone the way of the plastic dodo as we moved from small house to small flat. My daughter loves music and I can't wait to take her to her first gig. She loves David Bowie and Duff Punk especially. Wow, that's an interesting juxtaposition there. I don't I have, have the two heart. I have two posters in my living room right next to each other and it's David Bowie and Duff Punk. Oh wow. What are the odds? There you go. Uh, I don't have the heart to say she has no chance of seeing either, especially in the middle of Bumblefuck. The hell is that? Uh, it's a British term I, for I'm in the middle of Bumblefuck Nowhere or... Oh, well, in Australia, we have Bumfuck Nowhere. Yeah, okay. same. We use that too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, question time. With Christmas fast approaching, our children have been making lists. Our eldest wants an electric puppy that she can walk and play with. Aside from cheap pull-along things that yap, I have no idea what an electric an electronic puppy is so entreat you panel to make suggestions if you have heard of such a thing as at this point i'm thinking it would be easier to just buy a dog and glue some ribbon cable to it and make it look sci-fi bye johnny you're the best Karis. wow put, put uh, a scuzzy cable put a scuzzy cable <laughs> on an actual dog yeah. scuzzy cables make everything look like a robot man get it get her a switch well, they probably already have a Nintendo Switch. <coughs> is there a puppy? Uh, is there a puppy game on Switch? Nintendogs, probably. Nintendo's. um Paw Patrol. There's the Paw Patrol games. I think Karis's kid is is a bit old for Paw Patrol. I mean, electric yeah, electronic mate. puppies. I mean, they've been around for years. They yap. They backflip. Mm. Yeah. I'd, well, I'd, you can't take you can't take any of them for a walk. No. Nah. Yeah. No. We got my kids a robot dog and it learns what you tell it and it's got a rechargeable battery and it can talk to you and play and all that sort of stuff. They loved it for like a month and then it never got used. Yeah. Ever. I, I think that's that's the case with most. I, it's it's yes. something I, I keep trying to tell my wife who who tries to go bigger and better every Christmas. I'm like, one, one, one decent present. That's all they really care about. Everything yep. else can be the toot and the fluff. Because if, oh, you, yeah. if you constantly throw everything you have at the wall, you just end up with a house full of crap. And at the moment, you know, trying to finish the renovations of this place, there's bags and bags and bags. And um, I'm at the point where I'm like, hey, haven't touched it in a year and a half. Clearly it's not needed anymore. Let's just chuck it in the skip. Mm. And she's like, yeah, but can oh, we just go I, through it? I'm like, why? Why? Well, there's nothing in there. Johnny's about to discover this. Don't worry. It's coming, John. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you house renovating? No. I, 
He's got a little one. I just just uh, it just turned one. Oh, he's still saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just turned one. Don't want to put any labels on it. No, it's no, very, fair, fair. So, very, uh, very modern parenting of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. He'll be discovering um, he's been, joy. He's been getting on a lot of my press, uh, crying out when I'm trying to do the bloody Washington Post. Nice. Quiet, child. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, now, kids are awesome. Kids speaking are awesome. of children, Karis's daughter has a question for you, Johnny. As Karis said, she loved the Artful Escape and she wanted to ask you a question. So, I've been sent it in audio form, so oh, I'm nice. going to play it. Hopefully, you can hear it. Okay, here we go. I think I'm going to ask Elf. What am I going to ask him? I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask why do the why are there monsters in the game that you don't have to beat just with music? You can beat it. Why is that actually not that you have a little sword to fight it? Why is that not like that? That's my question. Such a good question. That's such an amazing question. I'm so happy with that question. And I want to say, if you're watching, that I've done a lot of press, and that's one of the favorite my favorite questions that I've been asked. That's great. Um, I think um, it's a default you know, it's it's standard for a lot of games to have you beating people and fighting people. Um, but it's important to understand what your game is about. And our game's about someone who's finding some courage within themselves and someone who's um, learning to step out from the expectations of others and do what they want to do. And I thought that that character didn't need to hurt anyone and didn't need mm. to get hurt to... Uh, to achieve those goals. So Francis plays music and he gets influenced by people and he tries to become a better person through that. And mm. uh, so he doesn't need to hurt anyone. That's why he doesn't have a little sword. And I love that question. I'm so glad yeah. I'm wearing shades right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question. I'm glad. I'm So you could hear that okay? Yeah, it came yeah. through fine, man. That was adorable as well. Okay. Good God. Yeah, so adorable. My ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Karis, ho hopefully she's happy that the question got in, Karis. Yeah. Uh, okay, pre-drag. Hi, John, Nick, and Johnny. Pre-drag is our um, designer, our art guy, who does He's the background for the podcast, uh, the intros, the the look, all, almost everything. I'm going to take a little bit of credit for some stuff, but pre-drag does like 99% of it. Okay. Hi, John, Nick, and Johnny. I was a big fan of the Australian electronic scene around 2006 to 2009. Uh, we called it Dingo Pop. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and the presets, cut copy, Grafton Primary, Empire of the Sun, Bag Raiders were dominating our playlists and mixtapes. Man, cut copies, very underrated. Uh, it was an electro pop synth wave over the top 80s renaissance. Every party at the time was an epic extravaganza, just like the Artful Escape. Thank you for your game. It reminded me of that time and how music and art are important in our lives. Now, the question for Johnny. Who will you cast for the Artful Escape movie? The exact same people. Yeah, wow. I knew you were going to say that. The exact same people. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the kid, Michael Johnson, who plays Francis Vendetti, looks exactly like Francis Vendetti. Oh, if wow. He was, if he was more good-looking and ripped. Um. So I would totally cast him. I would cast Caroline Kinley as Violetta. She's perfect. 
Um, and seriously, that's the, I'm just gonna. That, is that boring? It's no, everyone who was I, in the everyone like who's it. in the game would perfectly play their, their the role is, in the film. The thing is, if I think about a film, like would you go the live action route and CG the the crap out of all the environments and have all like different art styles, like you could have you know riffs off of like animation and, and then CG animation. It, yeah, and, looks like heavy and, metal or something. Yeah. Right. Um, I would like it to be live action, but with with all the creatures being stop motion. Oh, <laughs> Good <wow>. choice. <laughs> the, super, choice. the most expensive route yeah. that we could go. <laughs> most, the most expensive and time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not indeed? And now I really want to see Art Arthur Escape the movie, but yeah. Maybe soon. Yeah. Annapurna. Got to, got to say though, pre-drag. 2009, uh, 2006 to 2009 was a good period for Australian Dingo uh, pop. electronic music. Yeah, like they're all great. Presets, cut copy, Empire of the Sun, like really good. Um, I but, played this festival called The Zoo in Adelaide, a notoriously yeah. disastrous festival. One, <laughs> one of the one of the absolute like benchmarks of it's it's the Australian kind of like uh, fire festival. Oh god, yeah. And, yeah. Um, it, it was like they only had like bike, uh, like bike guards or bike railings for the D barricade, and people fell through them. And then they were like, "You could buy a ticket that got you anywhere that I went, and I was playing." So like we got off stage, and there was like just people drinking our rider and like you know sitting in our green room and stuff. And then I think everyone had quit by about two o'clock who worked at the festival and then wow the whole crowd just poured into the backstage area and cut copy <laughs> rocked up to play the headline set and i i know that their sound guy is our sound guy sometimes and i waved to him and he waved and then they just turned around and left <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah it was like a massive disaster of a festival good god jesus cut copy's great though cut copy so really... good so good really talented one of the guys from cut copy made that game where you're in a little um, uh, cauldron and you have a pickaxe. Oh, the one where you swing over your head, it's just the head yeah. in the cauldron. Um, oh god, I forgot the name of it. It's a riff on play on words. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's something to do with height. I'm Someone's screaming it. at the, the screen right now. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on, chat, help me out. What was that game with the head in the cauldron and you swing the pickaxe and you have to like grab onto like tiny little pixels of stuff and flick yourself up with physics? I can't remember oh, the name. Okay. Someone will, someone yeah, will tell us. Yeah, I can't us. remember either. Uh, yeah, okay. That's a, wow, that's full on. But I do, I do love all those Australian electronic bands. They're great. But that that the golden period of like electronic or house music is like 96, I reckon, to about 2005 for me. That's like... Well, jo Josh Abrahams, who we did the music with, he's the addicted to bass guy. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And he did Moulin Rouge, and he did a bunch of stuff. But that's my oh, my wow. lifelong musical partner is that's awesome. Josh, addicted to bass. Totally Rams. addicted to bass. Bam, 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 bam. bam. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 The height of my like um, comedic appreciation is when someone tells a well-timed addicted to bass joke to Josh. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. And the game was called <laughs> Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. There you yeah, go. that was the oh, okay. head in the cauldron game. Absolute bastard to play as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. Okay, a uh, couple of super chats. Just go through them quickly. Louis, Bill, um, the new the new Xbox acquisitions are the friends we made along the way. 
and another one from Faisal, also a guitar is an axe. Totally true. Yes. Totally yep. true. We know that. Okay. Somnia. Hello, John, Nick, and Johnny. In honor of spooky season, I'm currently playing through Alan Wake Remastered, and then I'm going to give Visage or Visage, Visage. a shot on Game Pass. That game looks very scary. Uh, with that said, what are some of your favorite horror games of all time? Any particular reason you like those? If you haven't given it a shot, I highly recommend Eternal Darkness. That was on GameCube. If you are somehow able to play it. While not my favorite, it's a classic that was sadly not heavily purchased to my knowledge. One of the better games on GameCube. Uh, Dead Space. I'm always going to say Dead Space. I, Dead Space is amazing. As, as this podcast audience all knows, Giant Wuss can't play horror yep. to save my life. You don't play horror games. Can't do it. Can't do it. No. I've tried. Um, Johnny? Um, I, I do like... I, I thought I loved Alan Wake and then I played the, the remaster. I, it's like... Uh, it, the, the writing is really bizarre in that game. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, the, ri- the writing's really weird in a, a lot of uh, Remedy games. doesn't seem to like mesh with my brain, <laughs> whatever it is, the, the writing in those games. I love um, Alan Wake. Alan Wake is the best torch in in gaming history i feel yeah yeah that's a fair yeah. comment um it's got such power it looks so cool yeah. i don't know what it is but it's um such a cool game i like alan wake i don't know i'm the same i don't play a lot of horror games i'm gonna go with alan wake yeah, yeah. i mean i have played alan wake so i guess i can throw oh i adore anyway. alan wake. um but yeah I, I can't i can't i can't play through a horror game to save my life i just you know I'm notorious, the Alien Isolation. As soon as the Alien appeared in Alien oh, Isolation, I was just like, literally reached across and just pressed the power button. And I was like, <laughs> I'm out. That, that game, I thought, did such a good job of um, like recreating the environment oh, gotcha. of, the, of the first Oh, like, yeah. Visually, incredible mm. work. Um, really pretty yeah. game, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. Too much. I will me. say, if it was a fully-fledged game, technically it's a demo, but PT, playable sure. teaser, which was for Silent Hills, man. <laughs> Shit my pants. Yeah, I loved the Silent Hill games back in the day. Yeah. I, I like that kind of spooky. You know, I'd, 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 I'd kind of rather play the, the you know, The Shining than <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, has, yeah, anyone, yeah. has anyone made a, a emotional, um, psychological, great horror game that's not about the, the, jump the kind of macabre horror? I don't. Hmm. I don't I'm know still, if I I'm can still, answer that question. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but I'm pretty sure it exists. Someone. I'm sure it does. But, Give yeah. Dead Space a go, Johnny. Yeah. Give Dead Space a go. It's a remaster, isn't it? This kind yes. Of one so wait for the remaster. Wait yeah. for the remaster. But I, I adore Dead Space. It's just they're so good. There's anyway. a lot of stomping I hear. Yes, there's some stomping and some cutting, but it's just I don't know what it is. It's just so scary but it's so good and yeah i love that space okay dirty flint uh hello lads what's the strongest animal you think you could reliably take out in a fight are we are we armed with anything mm. uh, that's all the question is it I doesn't specify so i'm assuming no weapons i'm assuming no weapons yeah, like hand to hand queensbury rules yeah hand to hand combat definitely couldn't take out a kangaroo those things would kick the shit out of you no it would disembowel you yeah Kangaroos will kick the shit out of you. Uh, I, can, I reckon I, I could take a, a lot of animals that are like shorter than like my knee down easily. Yeah. But like a dog, like a really aggressive dog. Well, I've, yeah, I've I always heard this story about dogs, right? 
in that if, if one goes oh, here to we go here's you, the tip here's the tip <laughs> one goes to attack you i've heard this is a thing this is like an urban legend at this point i maybe i'll, I'll google it i've never been so inclined but if you grab a dog's two front paws and pull apart like that ah apparently it, it, if, if you're in the situation where you're being attacked by a dog it does something to their rib cage and just stops them dead I don't know if it kills them wow. or if it causes a cardiac arrest it, or something like that. That reminds me of that story about sharks. If you're if you're in a shark's mouth, they say jab it in the eyeballs. <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to... Once you're in a shark's mouth, the, shark. the, game, the game is over. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They say just jam it in the eye. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm going to think that way while I'm yeah. in the mouth of a great white shark. I'll try and get the eye from the inside. Swallow yeah. me. Swallow yeah. more. Be like Drax <laughs> trying to cut his way out in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, they made animal. Koala bear? Do you reckon like you could take one? Koala? Yeah, one I, pile, I, one I, I don't know. I feel like you have to subtract points if the creature is docile. Yeah. <laughs> like a you know, sloth. you can't. You can't. You, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like a real big sloth it, it doesn't count as much as like an angry small cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. When cats proper like when they're crazy, like you've oh, seen the wow. videos when they're like, "Yeah, I'm on your leg now, yeah. bro, and I'm not letting go," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." Cats can mean. Mm. Cats. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I saw a video on YouTube just recently because it just popped up for some random reason in my recommendations. I wasn't on Twitter. I can't remember. And it was cats that were like beating up other bigger animals. Like there was there was a bear that ran away from a cat, a crocodile. Um, I've run away from a cat. Oh man! Yeah, an angry cat. Not messing with an angry cat. But yeah, interesting question. Next question. (laughs) Good old Collingwood. Hello, John, Nick, and Johnny. Hope all is well with you, Johnny. I listened to your first interview with Major Nelson, and then with Colt Eastwood. Both great interviews. Cross fingers, your game will be nominated for best game score for Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards. Has there been any talk of ports to other platforms? We were talking We've about this before. That. Yes, uh, yeah, can't, uh, say right can't say right now. Uh, so, the return of the Connect has just been announced in Britain. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yes. John will have to get one and do a review for Xbox Era. What no. were your favourite games? Did you go hunting ghosts with your Connect? Good old Collingwood. P.S. Can uh, you imagine playing the Artful Escape on Connect? Air guitar. Totes. Um, uh, I, I think there is an absolute treasure of a game on Connect, and that's um, uh, Fantasia Music Evolved. It's a cool. It was cool. I played the demo. Big, of that. It was big inspiration of mine. Lovely game. You should play it. Dance uh, Central is my favorite. I adore the Dance Central games. I I still have a Connect, and I still have a I have an Xbox 360 and the 360 Connect. I still have Connect version two. I still have Dan Central. Those games are, yeah. Oh, I, I always like to connect. Well, I, <clears throat> I my favourite game that I played on the Connect was Connect Adventures, which Double Fine, I believe, developed. And the reason for it is, is I I had recently gone through this is a bit bit of a heavy story. Apologies, I'll make it brief. But I'd recently gone through uh, a divorce, and I was in a rough spot, and my best mate was like oh, bro i'll move in with you you know help i pay my mortgage total legend and we've been best buddies ever since brothers from another mother and all that jazz 
and we we played Connect Adventures, and it had the floor is lava, effectively. So there's my front room, mm-hmm. and the the floor filled up with lava, and we were just goofing around and recording clips because we thought it was hilarious, right? But there was a moment where both of us were like, ah, you know, pretending to melt, and we did the Terminator Two thumbs down, <laughs> and the game popped an achievement and it said i know now why you cry and i was like oh wow amazing how did they detect that that is fucking awesome wow. i have no what? idea how they programmed it to recognize the slow i, I don't know yeah, but yeah. that for me was just like it's, it's this kind of sentimentality in there but also great achievement from double fine so yeah yeah that's awesome round of applause there you go yeah. that's my favorite Sorry. game um, okay hmm Next, this one's less of a question, more of a comment uh, from Don Cabeza. Uh Johnny, sleepy sick and panel. No question here. Just wanted to say that I played through the Artful Escape live over on Xbox Era's Twitch page. Do you know that Xbox Era streams multiple times every week at www.twitch.tv slash the Xbox Era? It's true. And it was a captivating experience that I loved. I cannot wait to see what you have in store next amidst the Galvatron. Oh, thanks very much. Thanks for playing. Thanks for saying yep. you like it in public. I'm, I'm, I like on it. air. <laughs> yeah, on air. I'm down. I'm going to try and annoy Johnny after about getting the exclusive announcement of their next game. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, I don't. You know, I don't do that stuff. I don't do. He's not a I business guy. Nothing. I, I control nothing. <laughs> I, I, I just make the games and then I try to avoid everything else. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And there's not there's not much to go now. Three questions left. Uh, MDHX. Hi guys, just wanted to know your opinion on a possible Xbox a part of possible portable Xbox Series V being in development. What roles does such a device play in the age of Steam Deck and the Switch? Do you think a cloud only portable is any good? And if it's not just cloud only, are you okay with the new target that developers have to aim for when developing for Xbox? We got pinged on this earlier in the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. What if they're trying to shrink? Like maybe, maybe the tech has come along far enough where they could like shrink the Series X internals enough to make it a big portable. You mean like the Series it's about, S? It's right? about it's about heat. It's yeah, about heat. yeah, heat it, battery. It, yeah, I I, I don't yeah. know. As a developer, that seems scary. Yeah, I I, I mean I I'll, I'll express the opinion I expressed to uh, one of our colleagues in the community who reached out to see if we'd heard anything, um, and that is. Who? Yeah, and that is that um, they've developed xCloud and their whole ethos of play with the devices you already own for a reason. Um, I could understand if they did for the OG Xbox anniversary, they went the N64 mini route or the PlayStation mini route and just had like a little OG Xbox thing. But I doubt it. Uh, xCloud is the reason yeah. that that yeah. is not not a path. And as I said to Boom... We were finally at a point over the Xbox One generation where Microsoft have got all their studios finally lined up, plus a bunch of ones that they just went out and bought, and they're finally making games, and we're finally seeing the fruits of that labor. Do you really want to then say, hey, can you split development resources and start making things for this device and this device? And this, it's, it's not going to happen. The xCloud yeah. covers that because you don't need to program it for something else. It can just work off of cloud-driven server blades so that's my okay. call i could be wrong don't know yeah yeah but there okay. you go that's oh, my so, so that question in the next two came just now while we were on the <laughs> podcast uh these last two not jack this is a good one for johnny not jack 
if each of you had $200 million budget to make any type of game, what would it be and why? Shane won Cricket 99. Remake. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's like, it's like, it follows Shane Warne around. It's not just <laughs> on the field, you like got to text people and, and like, you've got to go to the pub and, and hang out with Liz Hurley or whatever. And like, go, you've got to watch St Kilda lose the football for years on end. <laughs> that's, that's my one. Wow. Uh, hey, both game. Geelong and Collingwood have beat St Kilda in the grand final. You did it twice in one year. Oh, well, Drew, and then you won. We drew. We drew and then beat A them. A great yes. moment. And for people who don't know, in the AFL, I think they have changed the rule recently. They have changed the win, rule since. If you if you draw the grand final, you don't play after time. You have to come back next week. Next week. Play again. Yeah. And when and they realised how silly that was. Yes. When they realised how silly that was in modern times, they changed, they changed the rule and said, okay, now if there's a draw in the grand final, we're going to play extra time. But there's been three draws in AFL history, and Collingwood was involved in two of them. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, your game's about uh, Collingwood? Nah, my, my game, I don't know, 200 million, man. I, I'd make, I, I'd probably make what I wanted Perfect Dark to be. Third person, linear, stealth action thing that's just like, Obviously, the more linear you make it, the more crazy you can go with the visuals. But, yeah, that's what I'd do. Super high-budget stealth action thing, I reckon. Yeah. I know that's boring, but... I, I'd make a sci-fi uh, kind of like you're set in like some sort of unique space station out on the outskirts of nowhere. And you'd, you'd be a some form of security officer or detective. It'd have a bit of a noir twist to it. Um, but it's super... Super dense, but very cool area. It's all kind of, it's not open world, but it's it's open in terms of exploration. Tons and tons of voice characters and basically no hand-holding. You've actually got to go and figure out, you know, how a particular mm. crime was committed and they can chuck loads Be of careful. stuff in you. Yeah, that's that's what I'd make. Careful. I'd say something like that. Why? People like their hand-holding. Yeah, I know. I like hand-holding, but at the same time, if I was going to make a game, I'd get my arty hat on. Metroid Dread's getting a lot of complaints because there's no hand-holding. Kids okay. nowadays. Last question. Last question. I like this one too. Philaxis, who I think is another Aussie. Afternoon, gents. When it comes to watching cricket, what do you prefer? Test match one day or a T20? I like the, the concept that you can, like, turn on a game Monday morning and, and then Friday the afternoon you can turn it on and it's still fucking on. Oh, so, so you like the tests. Uh, all white. Uh, I, I, I put on the new cricket, but I listen to repeats of Richie Benno so I can yeah, get yeah. back into the uh, into the 90s when the, when the commentary team in Australian cricket was at its prime. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill Laurie, Tony Gregg, yeah. Richie Benno. Did you like and, the 12th uh, man? Tell me you like the 12th yeah, man. Yeah, I think that oh. if you go back and listen to the 12th man now, you'll you'll find that um, it really hasn't aged that well uh, politically. Um, yes, it hasn't. Um, uh, but I would say test match cricket uh, against either India or England. Yeah. And, um, yeah, in the, uh, that's my answer. And I think the problem is, though, with cricket is it, it – 
it makes my intake of Kentucky Fried Chicken go up so high <laughs> because Kentucky Fried Chicken sponsor all the cricket in Australia, yes. and I, I'm always like, I'm, I'm my own I'm man. No advertising is going to tell me what to, what to do or buy, and then I'm like, where did all this Kentucky Fried Chicken come from? <laughs> and it's the cricket, just like the ad. Did someone say KFC? Exactly. That's what. Just that's like what, what happens. You, you reminded um, me of a classic Bill Hicks joke where he's talking about uh, Coca Cola, and he's like, "Do you ever see the the two the two women?" You know, and they've, they've got beautiful woman and it zooms out. And then it's got, you know, the body and it zooms out. And she's just there, you know, with the Coke between her legs. And it just says, drink Coke. I don't know about you, but I'm drinking a lot of Coke. That was the, the kind of riff and the joke you made. But that that is modern advertising, um, I think. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. Getting at me through my love of cricket. There yes. you go. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, when I used to watch cricket, I, used, I preferred the one-dayers. Bit more action in the one-dayers. Sure. Uh, Bonus question. If the Xbox era team competed in a sport, what would it be? Oh, Phylaxis. Look, mate. I, look, I don't know what sort of shit I'm going to cop for this answer. Uh Uh-oh. But I am more than willing to admit that I was a gun soccer player back in the day. (laughs) I mean, I'm being Greek, you know. Sorry. That's that's what we all played back then. Gun soccer? I was a gun soccer. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, see, you, you, see, Johnny knows exactly what I, I mean know, when yeah, I well, say you, I'm you, a gun you, soccer explain player. Explain the Aussie lingo here, please. Gun. Where if, if, a gun. Like, a gun. Like, I said it to Johnny in the Skype chat. Like, when I when he added me on Skype, I'm like, you're a gun. Like, a gun is a word for, like, you're a legend. You're oh, a superstar. Okay. Okay, you're a, you, I reckon it's usually used in sporting terms, though. Don't you yes. Reckon? Yes, yeah. it is. It's in sport. Like, you're a gun. Like, I, back in the day, was a gun soccer player. I still, to this day, firmly believe if I had stuck to soccer and committed, I would be playing, like, legitimate professional soccer. I I truly, truly believe that. Wow. But I was lazy and just, yeah. So I played indoor soccer for, like, 20 years and got invited to play for different teams and all sorts of stuff. Like, I was a legitimately good soccer player. Um, uh, My answer is uh, beer darts. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've ever played beer darts, but you have uh, two teams and you have uh, just regular darts and you put a can of drink between your feet. And if someone hits <laughs> hits, hits your can of beer, you have to scale the beer. But And the thing is, you think, well, it's a game of, of skill, of throwing a dart, but it's not really. It's a game of how close to your friends are you willing to throw that dart? Wow. It's a game of it's a game true game of character. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my answer is beer darts. I, I'm not a big sport guy. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna be left field here. I don't know if it counts, but it's definitely a game. But I, I'd I'd love to play more poker. Texas Hold'em. Mm. If I could. Because I, I it used to be a thing at Lands we'd break out the poker set and the chips back in the day. Um and we we quickly realised that you know, amongst our group of friends, things got real serious. And it would oh, be really? like, oh yeah, we'll play a quick game of poker. You know, you set yourself three hours and it would be like eight hours later, it's four in the morning. Someone's buying back in because they refuse to concede, you know, like it's just, it was very, very, because uh, we played for money. Um, yeah. So I'd love to, I'd love to play more poker, but I very rarely get a chance to nowadays. Probably lost all the skill I have. Which is I'm much. terrible at poker, but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's such a cool if game. If that makes sense. I actually, like I, I'm, I'd never seen it, but there's a there's a poker based film with Matt Damon and Ed Norton in Rounders. One I've, of the greatest I've never movies. seen it, and I randomly just saw a clip, and I was like, "What is this? And how have Give I never seen this film?" Give the man his money. Oh, <laughs> how good is he? How good is Malkovich in that film? 
Yeah, Malkovich. What, the Oreos. What a man. Yeah. So very cool. But yeah. Hanging around. Hanging around. Kids got hanging. delicate the blood. Oh, <laughs> so good. It's lovely. Love that film. Yeah, it's a great Love movie. It. Really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, look. Hey, we're at the end. We're at the end yeah, of our own, our own extraordinary journey. Um, mm-hmm. And whilst maybe we we didn't get the laser show, it was it was a really fun time. So um, I appreciate we went slightly over than what we said we would, but that's that's the community just wanting to ask us loads of questions like which animal we could beat up in a fight. Um, no, that's uh, that's so joyful. I wish more like press would ask me about what animal I could find. <laughs> and and I have to do this just for the record. We do not condone violence against animals in any way, shape, or form. Um, except mm. except maybe koalas. Jerks. They're evil. Yeah, they get absolutely. Me. Koalas get me. I bet they do. Um, but yeah, Johnny, a- absolute pleasure to have you on. It's, Thanks, it's felt, mate. It's felt very comfortable, which is what we love on the Xbox Hero podcast. We mm. don't we don't like all this really formal, right, we're going to ask you a question really seriously and then we're going to move on to the next question. So it's been very conversational, which is great. It's um, been fun. I love a good conversational podcast or interview it's been it's just mm. joyful so thanks very much for having me no absolute pleasure yep. absolute pleasure maybe we'll have you again uh, at some point for the announcement next game the next game, game i'll be here exclusive yes. announcement next <laughs> he's promised it now it's, it's on record um, yeah, mate, as soon as as soon as melbourne's out of lockdown let's party i'm coming to grab you and we're going for a coffee in the city let's do it do you know any good coffee? places I only only drink um, I only drink uh, Asahi and Coke no sugar (laughs) But you don't do coffee Nah What? Well dude I'm so hyper I don't need that stuff I don't need that I don't need that souping me up You live in Melbourne I know I know I'm a heathen I'm a heathen Oh my god but then again you are from Geelong Geelong That's true that's true Geelong like Geelong is like, what's Geelong? Geelong to Melbourne is... The New Zealand to Australia. <laughs> or or the Ireland to England. Or... That's giving know. it too much credit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm going oh, I'm I'm to cut the legs That's out good. from under all this Australian banter. Honestly, next no week way. we're going to get someone from like EastEnders on to talk. No. You know, like full Brit. <laughs> You know, get get Guy Ritchie in here and just go go yeah. full gangster or something like that. Um, but it's it's been a pleasure. A couple of quick shout outs. Um, one, we're doing a competition at the moment to win a copy of the ultimate edition of Far Cry Six, because Ubisoft yep. very kindly gave us uh, five codes to give away. Um, you've got oh, chance. Man, not digital not, not digital discs. codes yeah digital codes so um who, who does discs yeah ubisoft i suppose for review copies they send us discs they did back in the day after release um yes but yeah so we've got that so yeah just jump on twitter all you have to do is like retweet you get you get your name in the hat and we'll pick we'll pick five winners on monday um other other quick call outs is uh as always if you want to support if you love what we do Head over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox era um, for as little as one pound, one dollar, whatever your currency of choice is. You can support us in everything we do, which we love you for. Um, And yeah. Check out my review of the Apple Escape. I did my best to show off Johnny's game as well as I could. I loved it. It's a great review. Yeah. Especially that riff at the start. I had to just let it play. I had to just let it play all on its own. 
And, and Johnny, um, you, you wouldn't have heard it, but I actually edited our normal podcast intro, which is just some electro synthy Xbox era music. And I actually put that riff as our yes. intro yeah. and outro. So as long as you're okay Sick. with that, I'll probably change it because I don't want to get in anyone trouble from an IP copyright point of view for the audio no one's version. Gonna give, but... No one's going to give you trouble. Ah, okay. <laughs> I've got it on authority. Play yeah. the outful um, escape. It actually, so on that subject, it actually made me really cross. We did the Hot Wheels review for the Hot Wheels game, which I really enjoyed. But Mattel, the owners of Hot Wheels, copyright strike, not strike, what's the phrase, where they say, yeah, this is ours, you can't use that. The visual representation of Hot Wheels cars from their initial CG trailer that I used in the review and disallowed us from monetizing the video. And I disputed it. I was like, fair use. And hey, it's a review of your game your big yeah, knobs yeah. and they a still they, yeah they yeah that was quite positive i really liked yeah. it and they they were like no so it's like fine mattel you've made an enemy here today anyway <laughs> you've made the list mattel. <laughs> they're on the list but anyway right so thank you very much community for hanging out in the yeah. chat and watching i'm gonna go back to bed because i've got bike lessons with my son in like six hours uh and i am not ready for this um but much love thank you everybody yes. thank you johnny Thanks, everyone and we'll catch you later thanks, on. Thanks, Johnny. Speak to you soon, mate. Ciao for now.